Welcome to Dogsthorpe Infant School Launchpad. Eddie has his paw excitedly poised over the launch button, so just sit back and enjoy the show. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. got Al Kingsley back in the studio again. Uh, it's good to have you with us, Al. It's good to be here. Always nice to be on Launchpad. Last time we was talking about ed tech. What skills are we hoping children will leave school with having used the ed tech? I often use the analogy of, um, for, for those of us who are old enough, imagining the, the shooting the ducks at the fairground. If you shoot straight ahead at the duck, the odds are it'll probably, you'll miss it. You've kind of got to shoot a little bit in advance to actually hit the duck when it arrives. And that's a little bit like the mindset with technology, because actually what we're always doing in school is we're saying, how do we provide our learners and our children with the right skills for when they arrive in the workplace? And of course, they're not there yet. So we're looking ahead to what the workplace uses now and what it might use in the future. And that often shapes the skills we want to acquire. We've seen now many employers in our area, particularly we think a bit south in Cambridge, um, with a real shortage of, of students coming through with biotechnology skills and so on. So, of course, employers want those kind of skills represented within the, the, the topics and the tools that we use. So I think it's incumbent on us, particularly at secondary school, when we're looking at delivering education, that we want our children to walk out the door familiar with the typical tools and platforms that a workplace will use. So we might think of those traditional Microsoft Office type products, Word and Excel or or Google equivalent. We'll be thinking we want our learners to be proficient and understanding how to use email. A term that's often used is digital citizens, which actually is about acquiring the skills to both understand the risks of what you put online the digital footprint is referred to that those those photos and comments are there to follow you for a lifetime lots of what we do in education is about acquiring knowledge on different subjects and it's a really fine balance to that and skills the skills when we can think of skills like um Oracy, our communication skills and how we how we talk and interact but we can think of the critical thinking skills we've developed resilience um, as, as, a, as a skill and how we how we deal with mm. tough times and problems but I think digital skills is just another strand within that toolkit that we want everybody to leave school with so if you're confident in how to access technology how to search for information how to validate information how to conduct yourself effectively how to do your online banking the kind of key tools that means Mm. that actually when you work in the workplace or frankly whatever you choose to do post-school you're equipped to be independent and so digital skills to me very closely align with making our children independent in a safe way and of course that's the age appropriate bit it's it's good to hear that the secondaries in the trust are working towards our young people leaving with those skills because they're vital aren't they they are vital but i think it's back to that kind of um example i've used before about the stepping stones i I think there's a kind of a sequence that follows and it's it's never quite as black and white as i might explain it but i think our youngest learners arrive you know if we think about within our trust at dogsthorpe infants 
and part of our role is to not put a limit on aspiration is no. to let every child believe that anything is possible mm-hmm. and and i don't say that in a flippant way because mm-hmm. anything is possible yeah you know yeah. it may be tough it may not mm. be as easy mm. as in a different setting mm. or situation but anything is possible so the first thing we do as our young learners is we set them to dream and believe and mm-hmm. shine mm. to have those aspirations and put no potential cap or limit on it and as they get older and they move up the age groups and they move into secondary school what we try to do is um, give them the tools to allow them to follow that dream mm-hmm. um, at the same time make them aware of other jobs and other mm-hmm. careers that are mm-hmm. available to let them validate and test mm-hmm. and give them choices mm-hmm. um, and then we have to remember that there's two parts to following that dream one will be the pieces of paper with the, with the qualifications on that will open the doors to the next mm-hmm. step of their journey or to an interview or whatever it may be and the second the invisible part will be all of those personal skills that they've developed and to me, the only way that you guarantee that is to make sure that they learn in an environment where they're happy and confident. And confidence is at the key at many of these things. Um, but if they happen along the way to to um, find that alongside the technology roles and the typical curriculum that they also um, are able to feed their, their love of art or music or drama, mm. then that just broadens mm. everyone's experience, you know. And, and somebody said to me about, um, you know, th- how does technology fit into the equation? And, and the example that I used was a, was a quote that I'd seen, which is, you know, do you go running? Yes. Uh, when you run, do you wear a headphones and music? Yes. Well, think of EdTech as being the, the music for mm. your IT. It's not mm. there to replace, but it can often make you run That's better. That's a good analogy. Make you run faster, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it just helps support that process. And that's the same as we talk in this debate on the, on the older skills. I think it's about those those personal skills that the children acquire. That's the, the music that helps them run faster through their mm. career. Al, thank you for your time again. I always feel after I've spoken to you and talked to you for a while, I always feel like we're meeting with Yoda. Goodness, I, I'm guessing for those listening, it's because I've got particularly large ears and a green forehead. Uh, thanks, Al. Thanks again. My pleasure. Hello, everyone. My name is Nadia. And my name is Joshua. And we are from Zoom Through History. And we want to wish Dogsthorpe Infant School a very Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas, everyone. We welcome head teacher Mrs. Waters. Hi, Captain Dave and Eddie. It's great to be back in the studio. I should say, listeners, that um, Mrs. Waters has got Eddie on her lap. He's looking a bit spellbound because she's sitting in the chair that he normally sits when we speak to our guests on Launchpad. But it is lovely to have you with us, Mrs. Waters. Could you tell us, please, it's been a year, hasn't it, since we joined Hampton Academy Trust? Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable to think that a year's gone by since joining HAT and, and we'd obviously worked closely together leading up to to that conversion. Um, the last year has, has been quite a difficult one with um, the continuation of COVID and restrictions and I think uh, for me and for the school having HAT there to support us through what's been a very challenging year has, uh, has made such a difference. There's people at the end of a phone or an email to, to support, give advice, um, um, we we make some really big decisions together, um, which is obviously very helpful. I'm not on my own um, with decision making. Um, unfortunately, we haven't had the the face to face meetings and and network opportunities that we would have liked so far. But lots of teams meetings, lots of opportunities to talk, share good practice, uh, recognizing um, the good things that we do at Dogsthorpe Infants, but also magpieing a few ideas from from our our colleagues at the other primaries um, and just just sharing 
um, what has been this really challenging year um, and sharing experiences and, and having people to talk to and, and to draw from. It's been a very, very difficult year for all of our schools, uh, not just in Peterborough, but right across the country and right across the UK. Um, I'm guessing you're looking back along that uh, that year with mixed emotions, really, because when you came on our first episode, you was looking forward to getting back to normal. And we are far from that now. And with the new variant, it seems like every time we get closer to the coast, the ship drifts further and further mm. away from from port. Yeah, I mean, we're now looking at our, our second covid christmas aren't we and and we've had to make changes again to the the plans that we had back in september um we we planned what we what we hoped would be a a fairly normal term with obviously with restrictions still in place but we were hoping to have some sort of christmas fair although a little bit different we'd planned for this year um live nativities um you know all the lovely things that pre-covid dogs or infants um were famous for across the city and and we had different people from local authorities and other other schools come in to visit us but like like many of um the other schools in peterborough we've had to make changes online nativities and we've tried to to be as close as we can to what the parents would have seen had they have been able to come into school and share that time with us and we'd actually decided all the way along to do chris dingle on on zoom this year and because it worked so well last year so so covid hasn't been completely bad for schools we have learned a lot about what we can do differently and learned a lot about ourselves so we are looking forward to our nativities albeit online and we're looking forward to a lovely chris dingle and and during that chris dingle i say to year two every year that they are like a light shining out into the dog thought community and and we see ourselves as as a lighthouse a beacon of light and we just hope that all of the time we can shine out to our community and beyond and show everyone that we dream believe and shine but i think over the last 18 months we've had to shine more brightly than ever before the challenges have not just been about education, have they? We've, I know that you go out every morning out onto the playground and you talk to, to parents and they've struggled as much as any of us have through the, um, through the pandemic. What would you say to those parents who are listening to this launchpad who you know have had difficult times? Is a Christmas encouragement, what would you say to those parents? We've all been through tough times and like you've just said, some have, have found it tougher than others. Um, people have lost loved ones, people have lost jobs and it has been difficult emotionally and financially and all I'd say is that look back to to where we were. We have come a long way even if it, it doesn't feel like it and don't give up um, and keep moving forward and, and just ask for help if you need it, whether it's from us as a school or other community organisations such as the Food Bank or other, other charities that, that may be able to, to offer support at this time and, and just try to look forward but take one day at a time because... Um, that's what we're doing at school. We, we we can't plan too far ahead, unfortunately. We just have to take each day as it comes and we work through together. And we work as a team within our staff. We work as a team with our children and we aim and strive to work as a team with our families as well. So shout out if you need us families um, and join us on this journey towards hopefully normal life returning in the new year. Let's hope. 
Um, I'm going to ask a question that children who are listening to this will be wanting to know. Is Santa coming this year? Rudolph is ready. The sat-nav is sorted on the sleigh and we will welcome Santa back to Dogsthorpe Infants. This is the final episode of Launchpad for this year. We'll be back in January, don't worry, with 20 episodes, lots of guests lined up. But Mrs Waters, what would you like to say to all of our listeners, bearing in mind we've got listeners in Australia, Canada, India, all around the world, what would you say to all of the families that are listening, all the grandparents who listen in because they don't live in the country but their grandchildren come to Dogsthorpe Infants, what would you say to everyone listening today? Firstly, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you to you all for listening and for supporting Dogsthorpe Infant School in whatever way that you've supported us this year. Um, And finally, to say have a very, very shiny Christmas. We send all our love, hugs and prayers to you all for a blessed and peaceful and fun Christmas together. Make lots of memories. If we can learn anything from the last couple of years, it's that we should spend as much time as we can with the people that we love, our families and our friends, and just focus on making amazing memories together. There's a a lady who comes to Dogsthorpe Infant School who does amazing work and she stands there in, in the playground every day sharing and caring for you who come to Dogsthorpe Infants and bring your children to Dogsthorpe Infants. Mrs Waters, one last thing I want you to do. Will you go back, please, with all of our best wishes? Will you tell all of the staff of Dogsthorpe Infant School they're doing an amazing job? And thank you, Mrs Waters, for all you do. Thank you, Captain Dave and Eddie. Uh, We wish you a Merry Christmas and we'll see you in the new year. 2022. Wow, what a great year it's going to be. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy
sadly, another Launchpad episode has come to an end. Eddie, the Dogsthorpe Infant School well-being dog, wishes you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. His name is Eddie Edster, he's a well-being dog, and he's here at Dogsthorpe School. He's such a little cutie, wagging his tail, and the kids all think he's cool. He makes them feel safe, he's great for mental health, he gives them confidence from his very self. Not talking about money, but he brings so much wealth, he's Eddie Edstar, the well-being dog. His name is Eddie Edster, he's a well-being dog And he loves Christmas time Blazing round the home, chewing on a bone Eddie thinks it's fine The children will be looking out for Santa Claus But also giving high fives to Eddie's paws Let's all thank Eddie with great applause It's Eddie Edstar, the well-being dog It's Eddie Edstar, the well-being dog It's Eddie Edstar, the well-being dog in again soon when Eddie's Launchpad will be waiting to take you and your children on another exciting learning journey to dream, believe and shine. Lisa Forsyth here from Simple Activities for Toddlers. Just wishing everyone at Dogsthorpe Infant School and all of their families a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.